team, Caitlin here. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up about the episode we're going to be talking about this week. Um, There's just a big old trigger warning for homophobia and homophobic slurs in this upcoming episode. So if that is something that might upset you, I would recommend uh, skipping this week's episode and we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. And welcome to On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Well, hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about season two, episode 10 of One Tree Hill, titled Don't Take Me For Granted, which fun fact is a song by the band Social Distortion. Mm. I have no idea who that is. There's a lot of social distortion in this episode. Completely. Not the band. Actual social distortion. Completely. Completely. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So shall we just jump right in, kids? You know what? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Let's dive into this dumpster got, fire of an episode. I have a feeling we all have a lot to say about this episode. Yep, let's just get right to it. Yeah, I think, I think that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I'm oh, losing my God. mind with this television show. You're welcome. So we open the episode with um, a familiar thing. It's a voiceover. Oh, It's Lucas no. doing a voiceover of Nathaniel Hawthorne, which I'm okay with. And it's a quote about hiding one's true self, which is the theme of this episode, it seems. But at the very end of it, we it's it's dark and we hear something go crash. And then the next scene is we see Brooke get up the next that morning and her windshield has been busted in by somebody. And she seems to think that it's Felix. Yeah, I would also think that it was Felix if I were her. Right. Because he's standing on his porch, just like. Giving her a look, and it's like being mm-hmm. broody and sneaky. Yep, up to no good. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then we cut over to Haley, who is calling Lucas to see if he's heard from Nathan and see if he's okay because he didn't come home last night. Fun fact: this is the night after the formal, which was from the episode before. We so it's finally literally have a definitive timeline for this television show. We have a this definitive is... timeline for across two episodes, and that's it. Right. Yeah. It's a win. That is a uh, win. I know. That's a huge win. Great. <laughs> yeah. So we know what's going on. We do. We do. So Lucas assures her that Nathan's probably fine. You know, he, he'll come home soon, and they'll work it out. It'll be fine. Whatever. You know, Lucas definitely knows that because, you know, Nathan crashed at his place last night and is sleeping on his floor. And Lucas tells Nathan, dude, go go home and work it out with Haley because I don't like lying to her at all, at all. And it sounded like she wasn't going to go to school the next day. And Nathan goes, yeah, why did they decide to put the formal on a Sunday? And Lucas, what? Great question. Oh, well, probably to keep kids from, you know, drinking and staying out all night and being idiots. Uh, That worked. Right? Not at all. Not at all. Then Brooke comes in from Lucas's front door and makes a few quips about, you know, Nathan staying over. And this is just weird because, you know, you two are related, right? And 
tells Lucas that her car is kind of out of commission and would he walk to school with her? Because they're friends now. Right. Yes, but no benefit. Doesn't Lucas have a car? Why walk to school? Why not? Can I hop a ride with you? This is my question because (laughs) several times in this episode, they are in, uh, yeah, it's either in this episode or the one before. I think it's this one where he's driving it because I made a note about it. He's driving the tow truck still. Yeah. But he doesn't work for Keith Scott Motors anymore because it's not Keith Scott Motors. Yeah. So who I have a theory about that that we will we we will we'll talk about yeah, when let's comes. let's dive into that theory because Yeah. 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 You want to dive into it now or do you want to dive into it later? I mean, you can dive into it later when it comes back yeah. up again regarding yeah, we'll the windshield. That. We'll do that. Speaking yeah. of yeah. the tow truck, uh I did not have my boyfriend here to stress out about how he was towing the car. So <laughs> Well, and it wasn't even being towed; it was being hauled. But that's right, a yeah. Point. Well, I, I have I have no hot t- hot takes about the tow truck this week. Just Great. don't want people to get worried. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Ben is still around. He just he he was not around for the for the episode and recording of the this yes. episode. So yes. yes, it's called Ben has a life, and we respect that. <laughs> it's called people are trying to say the pandemic is over, so now he has to go to work again. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Womp womp. Anywho, <laughs> sorry. Then, no, you're good. You're good. Then um, we cut to Anna, who is coming home from Peyton's house um, to get the third degree from Felix about where she was. She tells him that she was just with Peyton and Felix makes a, an oh so wonderful crack about, oh, mom and dad are going to love that. And just tell me when we need to start packing again. Right now. Go. I, go. Leave. 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 And the words of Jojo, get out, leave. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> it's too late, and I can't wait for you to be gone. It's the end of you and me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Is that is that his theme song? Are we just going to say that that is Felix's yep. theme song? Get out, yep. leave. I'm just going to hear Jojo playing in my brain every time he walks on screen now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then... We cut over to Keith, who we did not. We've not seen for uh, a, a week or two. Keith, um, I missed you. He's still yeah. alive. Maria Menounos hasn't murdered him yet. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yet. Um, Keith comes to the dealership to work and turns out Dan's back because, you know, he's all better now. And he offered Keith a management position at the dealership as vice president. Ooh. I'm sure there aren't any strings attached to that at all. Nope. Not in the slightest. Nope. Not a single string nope. in the entire universe nope. is tied to Dan and this position. Not at when all. When has Free Dan Hill that ever come with strings? <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, if you can't tell, we're all joking. It's fine. Yeah. Ah. Then we go to uh, back to Lucas and Brooke, who are at on their way to school. Or at school at this point. And Lucas asks Brooke who she thinks busted her windshield. She says, oh, it's, it's obviously it's Felix because she stopped benefiting with him last night. And Lucas says, good. And she was like, yeah, I know you didn't like him. And he says, no, not good because of that. It's good because you're better than he is. No. Yeah. Then at school, Felix tries to talk to Mouth. But Mouth is having none of his crap. We're like, yes, Mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is until Mouth 
kind of falls for little Felix's little fib lies things about, well, you know, Lucas wasn't with Anna last night. He was with Brooke. And Mouth is like, Lucas would do that. Well, then you look and see that Lucas and Brooke are walking to school together. Uh, So manipulative. I hate him so much. Yep. Because he manipulates Mouth, and Mouth is better than that. He, He truly is. Really? Mouth is the best. Yeah. Then we go to Nathan, who comes home, and Haley immediately apologizes to him. And tells him, no, 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 you should go. Go to High Flyers. Seriously, go. You should not have given that up for me. Go. And Nathan says, it's not about High Flyers. It's about trust. And he tells her, I want you to stop seeing Chris. And Haley kind of goes, excuse me. And he says, I want you to stop seeing Chris. Haley's response is, I won't do that. Nathan's response to that is, he turns and walks out. Okay, bye. And leaves. <laughs> uh, As he should, though. Like, oh no, I'm. I'm I no, would have walked as, away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Haley's thinking. Have no clue. But anyway, then we get to Brooke coming up to Peyton at her locker and um, telling her about her car windshield and asks if this day could get any worse. And Peyton says, well, just maybe. And she shuts her locker door and we see a very derogatory homophobic slur written on her locker. Yeah, it's it starts with a D and ends in bike kids or rhymes with bike <laughs> ends in bike. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't want to say it. I'm not saying it. No, nope. please don't nope. say it. Nope, it's... nope, nope. Uh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Then Brooke tries to cheer Peyton up um, with some not great jokes, but, you know, she's trying. And when she realizes that doesn't work, she just reminds her that, you know, her real friends are here for her no matter what. Just then, you know, Peyton's new BFF, Anna, walks by and completely blows her off and goes to sit next to her brother. So good choices there, Anna. Great. (laughs) But my favorite is the look that that Brooke gives and is just like, oh, what? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. I don't even know if she really says anything, but I think there's some like sound that comes out of her mouth that is of that, that nature of like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Peyton decides, all right, nope, I can't do this right now. And she skips school and asks Brooke if she would skip with her. And Brooke goes, I, I, I can't, I have a quiz and I, I can't. And Peyton's like, it's fine. It's fine. And she's, leaves then we cut to nathan going into the studio to talk to chris mm-hmm. by talk to chris i mean tell chris keller that he and Haley are done by he and Haley, i mean chris and Haley, not nathan and Haley. and chris retorts that go you to know the studio to talk to chris go to the studio to consider knocking chris the fuck out to yep <laughs> Yep. Yep. But not before, not before Chris makes all these little retorts about, you know, well, I know you love her. You married her, but can you trust her? Because that's what all this is about is just trusting. Because if you could trust her, you'd have nothing to worry about. And that's when Nathan Scott loses his fucking loses his loses his shit. Just puts the tiniest bit of pressure on his windpipe. Just (laughs) 
What, what, what Jesse is delicately trying to say is he chokes Chris Keller the fuck out against a wall <laughs> and threatens to break his hands so he cannot play guitar anymore if he still works with Haley. And then I, puts him down and walks out. I feel like we saw a little glimpse of that guy who stole a fucking school bus in episode one. <laughs> I remember that question that we had at the very beginning, Jesse, that you said of how does this guy steal a school bus and get a keg on a school bus? We figured it out. <laughs> it's this guy. This guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this, Ugh. but yeah. Say it bad. with me, everyone. This is why teenagers should not get married. Though, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fairness, uh, yeah, these yeah. are issues that adult married couples also have yes no i understand so it's not just that they're teenagers nope. because they're there are the situation that they are currently in with this whole chris keller shit like yeah i i mean yeah i know grown people who go through that in their marriage yeah so because i will say this these are not normal teenagers normal teenagers should not get married these kids, they are not normal teenagers by any stretch of the imagination. No, like, not let's be very real. Peyton and Brooke are pretty much emancipated at this point, literally. Absolutely. Like, yeah. the only one who actually has a parrot is Lucas. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we get Peyton, who's home, and she's trying to call her dad, um, but he's not answering because he's out on his ship. And I say his ship because we do find out that it is called Sawyer Dredging. He owns the company. Great. Cool. Probably Good how he can him. afford, you know, keep his daughter, you know, all there by herself and not worry anybody else. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Lucas he started transporting refugee teenagers who were trying to run away from bad relationships. And it was very profitable for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Lucas actually goes over to her house because we I did forget to mention that when she storms off, Lucas saw her storm off from the quad and leave school. And he comes over just to check on her and see how she's doing. Um, And he kind of asks her, he says, do you know who wrote the slur on your locker or anything? And she tells him she has no idea who wrote it, but she just wants it to go away. And then he tries to comfort her and she blows up at him um, because she says she needs a friend. And he has not been a friend to her for a very long time lately. Um, He's not been there. And he tells her that he really does care about her and wants to be her friend. And she tells him to get out. She's like, nope, leave. Get out, leave right now. Then we, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I know. Last episode, I talked about how, like, alone she must feel. But there are people trying to reach out to her. And I feel like. She's yeah. so deep in it that she's unable yeah. to. Yeah. Now people are seeing what's going on yeah. a little bit, I think, and they're trying to reach out. And I think she's in such a dark hole at this point that she's like, nope, sorry. No, you yeah. can't here with me. Sorry. Nope. Stay out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we cut to, oh, yeah, Keith and Jules coming over to Keith's place. And Keith tells her about Dan's offer of this promotion and jules tells him you know well what about charlotte or charleston because you were still gonna go back to charleston once dan was better and 
you know, he, she says you should still consider teaching because that's that's yours. It's not Dan's. Yeah. Great. Some almost sound advice from Jules from Rando breaking in her lady. <laughs> Maria Menounos. Jules, who I might add, looks very concerned. Mm-hmm. Very, very concerned. Like, yes. extremely concerned. Yep. Yeah. And, truly, and like, her. yes, we do find out why at the end of this episode. But, yeah. but do we? Eh. I, I... Are you confused, Jesse? I understand... We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. it. We'll get I understand to- nothing. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> Great. it. Yes, yes. But yes, Jules is very concerned and and implores Keith to still consider Charleston. Do not give up thinking about Charleston just yet. Great. Then we get my favorite scene in this episode, or one of them, because I think there are a few, um, of Haley busting into Lucas's room and confronting him about lying to her about Nathan crashing at his place. And... She says, Lucas, if you're going to lie to me, at least loop your mother into it because she told me where Nathan was last night. And then immediately you hear Karen (laughs) scream from the other side of the house as soon as she gets in. Lucas Eugene Scott. The first time I think this this series. That's when we learn it. That's when we learn it because (laughs) Haley's reaction to the name Eugene was Was all of our reactions. reactions. Yes. Yes. Eugene? Eugene? <laughs> yes. But also, how has she been best friends with this boy for 17 fucking years and she doesn't know his middle name? Right. Because he hit it very well. Because if I were him and my middle name is <laughs> I would hide it very, very right. well. I have a very normal middle name, so I don't think that I would ever, like, hide it. Yeah. yeah. Or consider <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Karen comes into his room and lays into Lucas, not about lying about Nathan staying over, but about the HCM test, about his heart test. And she tells him they're going to take that test. And they start arguing. And Haley just goes, I- I- I'm going to go. Bye. She yeeted Bye. herself out of that conversation. If there had been an open window, <laughs> Haley would have gone through it. Yep. <laughs> Haley was like, oh, my marriage problems. I, I, uh, yeah. no, bye, bye, bye. I will deal bye. with my pa- my marriage problems any day over an angry Karen. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And on because, my own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Lucas and Karen are arguing about this test and he says, I'm not doing it. I want to live my life. And she said, oh, drop the hero crap. Because you know what you don't see when the movie ends? The hero's mother putting her foot up his ass. Yes. It's the best. Can I can I reenact my favorite line read of this yes. scene? Yes, please. Karen's do. like, please Karen's do. like, why won't you take it? Why won't you take it? Uh Lucas goes, lots of reasons. Basketball. And that's the end of his list. And I'm yep. like, Yep. Uh just Yep. When <laughs> we were when we, when we were reminded that yes, they are not normal teenagers, but they are still teenagers. <laughs> basketball right yeah, and uh he's just being so bullheaded and he literally tells her he says you can't make me take that test and she, <laughs> and says, she says fucking oh, watch me watch fucking me. watch me <laughs> she calls his bluff and says fine then no more basketball 
because you need parental permission to play and you just lost it and slams the door. (laughs) And we find out Karen immediately covered all of her bases because that night when Lucas goes down to the river court to play with the boys, kills Junk and Fergie and Mouth are like, no, dude, we can't. We can't play with you. Fucking terrified of Karen Rowe. Yep. <laughs> because you know, immediately as soon as Karen slammed that door on Lucas, she left and went to Skills and went Skills. My dear boy, I have known you your entire life. If you so much as pass Lucas Eugene Scott a basketball, I will kill you. Oh. Yeah. I would like to think went, she went yep, to Minkus first. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I think she went to little Minkus first. She, and she, she, said, she went, she to, went to little first. Minkus first and was like, if Lucas touches a basketball, he will die. Yeah. Listen, and if he you dies, you get will on die. ravenhoops.com and spread the word yep. <laughs> that if Lucas Eugene Scott touches a basketball, he will be playing next season with his mother's leg sticking out of his ass. Okay. You need to spread the word media, the press. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, they just, they're like, Nope, we can't play with you. dude. Sorry. <laughs> Have you not met your mom? Scared. Not until you get this test. Not until you get this test. Yeah. And then, then we go back to Nathan and Haley and Nathan comes home for the second time today and Haley immediately hugs him and tells him she will stop seeing Chris. Great. I'm glad it took you all day to figure that out, honey, but great. It took you finding out that he doesn't have a genetic heart condition that could kill him. Right? That too. Yeah. Because she finds out about that from the whole argument with Lucas and Karen. Yeah. I forgot to mention that part. Because they're like, because Haley stays long enough to go, wait, Nathan? And they're like, he's fine. She's like, okay, great, bye. <laughs> yeah. That's Which that is went. about as long as I would stay if I were Haley. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> Haley yeah. consistently has the best exits. Yep. Uh, I'm saying this for this episode. Not, I guess, not by the end of this episode. Oh, but oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. But, like, consistently, it's always like, this is uncomfortable. Okay, bye. And leaves. Uh-huh. Like, this is the second or third time in this television show specifically <laughs> when she's been in lucas's bedroom with him and something has started to go down and she's like i'm gonna go somewhere yeah. else <laughs> anywhere else bye yep yeah so then lucas goes to confront dan at the dealership because he thinks dan's the one who told karen about his heart in the hcm test and That's a decent dan, theory <laughs> really it is dan doesn't say yes or no but he tells him he's glad that karen knows because he knows that she couldn't bear to lose him and neither could he. Uh, fuck you, Dan. Jesus. Fuck you. <laughs> Cause he can't say anything without it being about him just a little bit. No, he doesn't have it in him. Yeah, no, 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 no. Speaking of, then we get, uh, another Anna apology tour. Um, because she goes over to Peyton's house and apologizes again for blowing her off at lunch. And Peyton tells her, well, it's becoming quite the pattern here, Anna, of apologizing to me for things you do. And Anna kind of opens up and admits to her that at her last school, there were rumors about a relationship she was having with another girl at her school. And the rumors got so bad that her parents decided that they needed to move, which is why they ended up in Tree Hill. Okay, Anna, so that that makes how Felix treats his sister and blames him 
for blames her for everything she, mm-hmm. like moving and stuff so much worse yep. like yeah she was being bullied and like shamed for shit to the point where they had to change schools where they had to leave mm-hmm. that is not your sister's fault fuckhead like fuck oh i just got the new name his name is fuckhead felix fuckhead felix there Get it into is. it okay there we go right, writing it down there we go. we go. Shitty, shitty Tim and fuckhead Felix. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not great. Um, but then Anna asks Peyton, you know, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, you can just ignore it because you're not gay. And Peyton says, no, I can't because it's not about me. It's about the horrible people doing this and the people who it actually affects and can't actually stand up or say anything or fight for themselves. Peyton Sawyer is a social justice warrior. And she she says that the silence only makes these people stronger, and she will not allow that to happen. And I love Peyton Sawyer so much more for it. So good. I love it. I love her. Yeah. Then we get kind of a little middle of the episode montage, I will say. It's a lot of little things that happen. So buckle up, kids. Yeah. We get Felix... Finding his tires slashed on his car. (laughs) And Brooke just sitting on the porch, just like how Felix did when she found her windshield bashed in and going, oh, I don't know. Except she's like got a shit eating grin and she's sipping Uh some sweet tea. Yep. Like, eh. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, we see Haley going to the studio to maybe see Chris. But... (gasps) As soon as she's caught by the, 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 the board guy, she, you know, she's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Okay, bye. Thanks. Then we get Keith telling Jules that he accepted Dan's offer. Uh. And <sighs> Keith tells her the reason why is because he was going to Charleston to hopefully find something for him some hope and something special, but he doesn't need to go to Charleston for that anymore because he already found it in her. It has been one less than one cow. I'm going to yell now. Okay. It has been less than one calendar year since the last time that Dan's got fucked up his brother's life professionally, not just personally, like he does with everyone else's life. He professionally fucked Keith over. And now Keith's like, yeah, sounds, sounds right. Yeah. I'll just work for him. Perfect. No. Keith, I want to like you, but sometimes you're too dumb for your own good. Yep. Period. Period. Yep. I want to yes. like you, Keith. I want to root for you, but I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. It hurts, and it hurts even more knowing that, like, once again, I'm I'm gonna age us here, but like, we are closer to Keith's age than we are to the kids. Yep. And the fact that you know. Keith is doing this and Jules is doing this and they're our age. Yep. <laughs> really hurts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because it's like, no, this is shit that like actually happens. Yep. And like I know people who have gone through things like this, and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yep. Not not even like and, and I don't mean like and when I say things like this, I don't mean like 
what what happens at the end of this episode with Jules, but just in general of like the mid thirty something who's desperate for love jumping into the first thing that they can. Yep. Yeah. Fat fucking oof. Ugh. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. this is Keith's rebound from from being rejected by Karen. Right? We can. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keith should know better. You don't do this with the rebound. No. Yeah. No. No. Anyway, then we go to uh, Lucas, who has fixed Brooke's car for free um, with the he's got the the tow truck and everything. And. Yeah. So here's my theory. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Lucas asked Dan to help him with this. Do you think? I think. About helping with what? Fixing Brooke's car. Because he says he pulled some strings. I think he took it to the dealership and went, we should fix this. Or he did it. Or no, 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 no. Here's what it is. No, he got Keith to help because Keith still works at the dealership. Well, I was going to say, he asked yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Did I say Dan? I meant yeah. Keith. I meant Keith. That's, I was wondering why you guys were like quiet and looking yeah. at me like I had three <laughs> I was. I no. honestly, I was like, no, he absolutely took it to Keith at the dealership and was like, hey, can I fix this? Yes. Right. Like, can that's I use exactly your shop to fix this? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's what it is. And that's why he's got the to- the hauler and everything else to haul the car back mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, that's my theory on it. I think that's what happened. So he gets her car back. She's very happy. They hug and Anna interrupts. And Lucas and Anna go off. But do we see a little look from Brooke as they leave? Yeah. I, saw, I thought I saw bit. a look and I was like, wait a minute, Brooke Penelope Davis. Why, why are you giving that look in, in, in Lucas Eugene Scott's general direction? Hmm? Yeah, was she, it, was she was it looking a... a little longingly. Was it yeah. long? Okay. Yeah. There, there was one of those of like, oh. They, like they had that like awkward hug. Yeah. They had that like awkward hug, hug and then Anna like popped up and was like, oh, hey. Right. Oh, and... hi. Here's the guy who's who's not my boyfriend, but we're we're sort of seeing each other. Yeah. Right. Right. And Brooke yeah. was just like, oh, okay. And yep. she had that look on her face that was like, guess I'll just go fuck myself then. Right? <laughs> like, that right? that was the look on Brooke Davis' well, face. That's she was what like, I... yay, my car's fixed, but okay, great. Now is it, so is it longing or is it Brooke being really territorial about, territorial about the people in her life and Anna's swooping in and stealing another one from, you know... I think it could be both. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. Because it's once again, it's another person that she just got back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now Anna's trying to take. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I interpreted it. But yeah. also she and she and Lucas have been have been, you know, exchanging some like longing looks in these last two episodes. So Yep. Facts. Then we cut to Peyton who was working on a little art project before and turns out it was that she spray painted the same homophobic slur slur Mm -hmm. on her shirt and wore it to school. The people are shooketh at this and I love it. I'm like, bring it on. Get it. I was confused by this until she had the conversation about it. And then Uh I'm like, oh, very Uh nice. Very Uh nice. Uh huh. You know. You know. Also, I said the people are shooketh. You know who also is shooketh. I was shooketh with the next scene when Mouth 
tells Lucas, you fix Brooke's car, right? He was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I want to pay for it. He's like, mouth, why? I already got it taken. He's like, no, I want to pay for it. Why? Because I broke her windshield. It was mouth. Uh, uh, Felix, it was mouth. Uh, I honestly, I forgot that it was mouth. Same. Same. I was shook. I completely forgot that mouth broke her windshield. I was Not so out of character. I know. Uh, I know. And then, then we get, yes, then we get the conversation between Peyton and Principal Turner. And he tells Peyton, you know, we have a strict, you know, wardrobe policy. We no, you you can't wear that shirt. And she says, well, why not? You've taken your dear sweet time taking this off my locker. Yeah. Like, seriously. And she says, you know, nope, I'm doing this in protest for the fact that, you know, people can't stick up for themselves with this and I'm going to do it. And he says, you can either take the shirt off now or you can be suspended. And she says, okay, fine. She rips the shirt off it's so and good. walks off. And he goes, have fun in your suspension, Miss Sawyer. Uh, and here's where the HBO reboot's going to be so much better because she's going to be leaving like birds. Uh, yep. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to uh, raise her middle fingers high to yeah, the sky. High to the sky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then, yeah. Public schools, we know, don't care about slur-filled graffiti, but they sure as hell care about a woman's wardrobe yep. following the yep. dress code. Yep. They care uh, about the fact that that, that, that skirt is, is more than a dollar bill's width higher than your knee. Yeah. Yep. Gag me. Gag me. Yeah. We had to have inch-wide straps on all of our shirts, and the principal would come around and measure them in the middle of class. He would come around with a fucking yardstick and measure our straps in the middle of class. I hate public schools. I hate them yeah. so much. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. So bad. Ugh. Okay. Then we go back to Mouth and Lucas. And Mouth is explaining to Lucas why he broke Brooke's windshield. And it was the fact that he he was drinking. And Lucas goes, you were drinking? He says, well, I had a drink but <laughs> it, it was, was but big it was a, though but it was big it was a big drink and they went over to brooke's house and he went you drove to brooke's house he says no i, I rode my bike <laughs> and i fell a lot you rode his bike you rode i know his... i know uh, so and, and he broke her windshield because he said you know he's tired of being a nice guy and they're like but you are a nice guy he's like yeah i know but nice guys don't get anything around here i mean uh... look at this nathan and Haley are married felix Get gets Brooke. You weren't really a really nice guy for a while, and you had a new girl every week. And Lucas goes, "Okay, yeah, you're right." But would he? Would Minkus be like one of those like men's rights activists, like nice guys on the internet, if he were around today? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's the, maybe not MRA, maybe men's right activist isn't the right category, but I, feel I would like, say no, no, yeah, that, I would say just based on what I know of the trajectory of mouth as a person that yeah. you don't know, yeah. I would say no, um, yeah, okay, based on what I, mean, I'm I, I would, I would go as far as to say it's not. It's not a spoiler for this series that in terms of Mouth's personality of always wanting to be there for the, for his friends, always being a stand-up guy. Yeah. 
like he his personality does not waver from that. Okay. No, Mouth is always the best person in the room, period. Okay. Yeah. No matter who Absolutely. else is there, Mouth and, is always going to be the best person in that room and always have the best of intentions and always, always be the best person there. Yeah. No, even and even when he screws up, he yes. like like even when he, he screws up, because in later seasons he definitely has moments where like He's like he's very he, not mouth, and they all go up, like, yeah. But he feels real fucking bad about yep, it. Yep. Like real yep. fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. So me not knowing the trajectory of this character, this episode reeked of like nice guys finish last, internalized anger about that situation. Like that was the vibe I was getting from him, even with him offering to pay for the windshield. The whole conversation between he and Lucas reeked of that. Just from where I'm sitting with no information about the future. Yeah, and I, I will say I with it. I don't disagree with that. No. Especially with him smashing the windshield. Yeah. Like, overall, I mean, Lucas's reaction to it about, like, Mouth, you were drinking. And, like, oh, Mouth, you're the one that did this. Like, it was all of us. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, Lucas was all of us in that moment. Because, like, Lucas and Mouth have been friends for a very long time. And, like, even Lucas is recognizing this is very out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, like, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, yeah. and, that and I, and that I think. Because it does. And I think it's the first time Mouth has really ever experienced it. Just because, you know, before last year when Lucas became popular, nobody knew who he was. And his only female friend was Haley. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just felt like a uh, baby's first anti-feminist outburst, you know. <laughs> it's kind of the vibe. Well, I was let's getting. not let's not let's not neglect the fact as well that for the last however many weeks and and or a couple months, who has been on Mouth's ear this whole time? Fucking Felix. Exactly. Felix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So don't tell me that like this oh. has not been feeding into Mouth's anxiety about the fact that no, he likes Brooke. He really, really likes Brooke. And he was rejected wholeheartedly at that formal on more yeah. than one occasion with it. He oh. was mad at her because she blew up at him. He had been drinking, which, yeah, for one drink for Mouth is probably a lot. I mean, the fact that he said he fell a lot of times on his bike, he was inebriated he was not in the right frame of mind and he did something stupid and impulsive yeah no i i have no i am willing to give this character like so many benefits of the doubt like you know he's wonderful which is i think why he can get away with this if any other guy had done this on the show it would have been very very bad can you imagine if lucas would have been the one that got drunk and smashed a woman's windshield how we would be talking about it have forgiven him (laughs) Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. But then can we just talk about the fact that. So this happened to Brooke, but it was Mouth who did it. Brooke slashed Felix's tires. (laughs) And it just makes me so happy. (laughs) He had that coming anyway for lying to her. He really did. He really did. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) speaking of fuckhead Felix, then. Brooke's at home and an envelope just gets thrown under her door and turns out it's money to fix her windshield. He only gave her $400. I would like to know how, how much, much it, it costs to fix a windshield. Replace a windshield? Because that's what it would be. Well, like, what year was this? It, I mean, it was 2004, 2005, but still, I'm like, like, that was one of those moments where I was like, only $400? It is 2004. Like, 
but I also could be wrong. I don't know how much. I don't it think it. I don't think. I don't think it would cost more, much more than that, if any more than that, to do a windshield replacement. Because insurance covers a lot with windshields. Yeah. Okay. So, so it looks like one dollar. Oh. One dollar in two thousand four is equivalent to a uh, dollar forty one today. So it's about one forty percent increase. Yeah, forty percent increase in whatever it costs now. Yeah. Thank you, Internet. Great. These are the important Googles. So it probably would cover most, if not all, of it. Great. Um, <laughs> but he also weirdly includes a picture of him with another girl. So weird. It's I hate it so, so much. So weird. I hate it. And he says it's 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 this girl named Kayla who was his last girlfriend and they dated seriously for 2 years until she just gave him a note and broke it off. So from and what? 8th grade to 10th grade? Like right. seriously, what the hell? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it all so much. Um she broke his heart and that's why he only now does friends with benefits. So he's opening up to Brooke. Great. Whatever. Uh, I fine. hate it. I hate fine. it so much. Thanks. It doesn't I hate excuse it. any of his behavior. No, it doesn't. None. It doesn't excuse any of it. He's still shitty and a fuckhead Felix, and I don't a like fuckhead him. Fuckhead Felix. There it is. Then we go to Nathan, who <laughs> sees Lucas at the river court. He's playing by himself. The rest of the boys are just sitting off to the side. Because they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not allowed to play with you, man. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Lucas's mom said no, so we can't play with you anymore. <laughs> Dowie. And Nathan tells Lucas, no, it wasn't Dan who told Karen about the test. It was Nathan. And Lucas pissed. He's not happy with anybody. And even skills when he's like, dude, just take the test. It's fine. Like, like <laughs> and Lou's like, no, I will not take the test. You can't make me. This whole scene had real intervention vibes. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Or a lot of bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we cut over to Peyton, who goes over to Brooke's house and kind of just busts in and hugs with her on her bed and tells her, you know, she needs her best friend. Stuff's piling up in her life. And she can't handle it anymore. And she just needs her friend to be there for her between trick and all the responsibilities she has there from Karen and being suspended from school and her really missing Jake and Jenny. She's just happy that Brooke says she'll be there for her and that she's done with Felix and that all that whole thing is done and that they can just be best friends again and be the two of them. Then Brooke goes, well, um, Actually, then Felix walks out from her bathroom. That man is always in the shower. Always. Because <laughs> how did the song go? I think the, only the shower is hot and so is Felix. <laughs> I think Felix is the only person on this earth who has sex and then immediately needs to shower. Yes. Yep. Like... Doesn't even stick around for pillow talk. It's like, I have got to shower. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Peyton Im- immediately goes, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> and yeets herself out of that uh, room. Poor thing. Yeah. God. Ugh. 
Ugh, there yeah. were a couple times I was writing notes so quickly during this episode that I only wrote Peyto instead of Peyton. <laughs> oh, I, th- there were so many notes for this episode. I was and, like, I and, can't, I had to pause so many times to finish my thought and then keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm impressed that you're still trying to write full names at this point. Cause I would have abbreviated ages ago. Right. I don't know. I kind of like Peyto though. Peyto. <laughs> Peyto. Yeah. So then we go over to Haley, who goes back to the studio to talk to Chris. And she actually does talk to him this time. And she tells him they shouldn't work together anymore. And Chris tells her, OK, that's fine. You know, I, I, I'm sad, but I get it because, you know, I've got a showcase in New York and I'm going to be leaving soon. And he pulls her in for a hug, an innocent hug. And yeah. she goes in. And then as soon as they're done hugging, he pulls her into a kiss. No. And Haley goes, what are you doing? He says, y- y- come with me to New York. You know, he says, you're, you're too good and you owe it to your music and yourself. Your dreams are just a bus right away. You know, she says, what about Nathan? He says, we all make mistakes. It's fine. Which I understand. I've been saying this, but no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And. He tells her, you know, you you know, there's always been something between us and whether you want to admit it or not. And she leaves. Yeah. OK. Uh, but he uh, tells, you know, there's a bus ticket waiting for you. If you want to leave with me, we can go. Great. No. <laughs> then we go to Peyton, who's at trick and she's putting up just signs that say that her club night's canceled. And Anna sees it and comes in and tells her that she was really inspired by what she did. And Peyton tells her, that's great. But where were you when I really needed you today? Yeah. And Anna leaves and Peyton then immediately calls sleazy cokehead manager Rick. (sighs) Yeah. Then we get a very weird, unexpected scene that I don't get why it's here. Well, I do, but I don't. It's called drama. But Lucas goes over to Nathan. <laughs> I literally face wrote, and... there is so much drama in this show. Like it was a revelation to me or right. something, this episode. Right? right? It's a little literal verbatim note I wrote in my notebook. Like, well, like you said so the episode before. Drama. The fuse was lit. The dynamite went boom this episode. It sure yeah. did. The dynamite and to went quote one Anna, I don't know what their last name is. Trail's got some drama. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So Lucas goes over to Nathan's, and Nathan's actually fixing a really nice dinner for he and Haley. And Lucas goes, is this my apology dinner? And he's like, no, it's my apo- it's the apology dinner for Haley. And Nathan tells him, you know, I know why you're so hesitant to take this test. And, you know, you say it's about living your life to the fullest after your car accident and everything. But you know you're lying to yourself because there's a girl in your life who you have feelings for and you haven't told her yet and you need to tell her Luke before anything else happens. And I'm like, well, this came out of left field, but okay, sure. It's that brother instinct, right? And it's like, then it's the whole thing of which girl is it? Is it Anna? Is it Brooke? Is it Peyton? Is it some other girl? We don't know. Who knows? (sighs) Yeah, right. It's Teresa. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Bevan. It's Bevan. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then we cut over to Brooke, who is 
trying to call Peyton, but she doesn't pick up. And then Felix pours his heart out to Brooke and tells her he never once took her for granted. Ugh. Ugh. And then these all come very quickly. It's another weird, like, middle montage moment. There was a lot of stuff they needed to cover, it feels like. Um, Then Deb goes over to Karen's house and admits to her that she lied to her, that she did sleep with Keith. And speaking of Keith, Mm -hmm. then Keith is leaving a voicemail for Jules because... (laughs) He, he, he just he just realized something and he needed to tell her he, he, he tells her that he loves her uh, and uh, on the other end of that answering machine no. is sitting there looking real sad and real concerned and upset. And just out of frame, we hear someone's voice, we hear Dan's voice. And he says, <laughs> nice work, Jules, just like planned. <laughs> that was a very good laugh. <laughs> uh, a very evil laugh from one Dan Scott. It was. And okay. I Oh, uh, yeah. So Jesse, what do we think of that revelation? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So we don't Okay, did I miss something? It's possible. It's happened before. Did I miss anything in that relationship between Dan and Maria or is it Honey, this is the first time we're seeing them together. Good. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're going for. So pretty yeah. much what you can surmise from it is that Dan has something to do with Jules and Keith. Dan, and then well, maybe Jules exactly is not part. completely it's all, authentic. It's all going to according to plan, which pretty yeah. much says that she he is paying her to be involved to do something with Keith. With Keith. Yeah. Absolutely. He's 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 meddling with Keith's life more than professionally. It's professional oh, and personal at this point. I just I right? just right? right right I yelled. How many obscenities did you yell at the TV? There were no words. Just they sounds. Just loud noise sounds. Just noises. <laughs> Indignant. Angry noises. Yes. Then we get Lucas knocking on some girl's door. And turns out it's Anna. And he breaks it off with her. And he tells her, you know, a girl from his past still has his heart. And he can't shake it. And he's really sorry. But he needs to break it off with her before he he talks to this other girl. And he needs to talk to her tonight. Then we cut immediately to Peyton, who meets Cokehead Rick. Oh, and he's about to give her some drugs. She, he does the full like rent drug dealer. Like, uh-huh. uh-huh. It in front of her. It's where he got like, his technique. Absolutely. Yep, exactly, like wiggling exactly. that plastic bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but they're interrupted by somebody. Oh, a dark figure, a dark figure who is a man. And you're like, do, do you know who this guy is? Is it Chad Michael Murray? Is no. Lucas coming to save? No, Peyton? it's not. It's not Lucas. It's not Lucas because you know. Yeah, you thought maybe it was Lucas who needed to go see Peyton, but no. Instead, Jesse, who is it? It's Jake. 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 Jake with the Jake haircut and Jake the is there with the haircut, and, and he looks so good. Yes. 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 He's there. He's there, and Peyton goes, Jake. <gasps> oh, yes. And then 
we cut over to Nathan, who is waiting for Haley to come home because he prepared this really sweet apology meal. And instead, we we cut over to Chris Keller, who's at the bus station. And he he turns and sees Haley walking towards him. And Haley tells him that she was on her way home to Nathan and she just somehow ended up there. Uh, <laughs> I just I so, Haley, Haley, Haley James Scott, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Honey, honey. In the words of Tyra Banks, we were rooting for you. You're we rooting? were all rooting for you. Uh, Haley. Uh, uh, uh. And then the last thing, and then we can discuss all of it. Um then the last scene, which pissed me off to no end, it's like Felix convincing Brooke and almost like pressuring her into giving him a chance and opening up to him. And he's like, just say, okay, just say, okay. And I'm like, no, don't say, okay. Now, Felix okay. is a future men's rights activist. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if he's not that far. He is not, it's not very far in his future. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I hate it so much. Uh, and Brooke just goes, okay. And they start to kiss. And then you see Lucas at her door, seeing them kiss why is her door open? I don't want to get that, but whatever. Um, he sees them because it turns out. I guess out, Peyton no. just left it open when she left. Apparently. Yeah. Um, and and so we figure out that it was Brooke that Lucas still has feelings for. And that he needed to talk to her about it. But he can't because she's making out with Felix on her bed. And then the episode ends. And there I went. Was... I just went, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was a solid 30 seconds to a minute where I thought the whole montage was like a dream sequence, a nightmare sequence of some kind. Oh. <laughs> Starting from Haley at the bus station. I'm right. like, you're like, cause you would what? think Haley wouldn't do that. Haley would Haley. James Scott would never. Uh, we do not see her get on that bus. I know, but, but she was there there she could have gone home to nathan and instead she went to chris Ew. like i'm sorry like what 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 mm. yeah so what did we think of this episode kids and all the stuff that happened in the last five minutes there's so much boom goes the dynamite boom yeah. there it is yeah i am um, so this is with jules yeah it- is back in town. Yep. Haley may or may not be leaving with Chris. Yep. And Lucas is still in love with Brooke. This is the first episode like this where I am like, I need to watch the next episode now. Like mm-hmm. the the one tree hill, like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Don't, haven't worked for me yet. Mm-hmm. This one worked for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to know something really funny? Doesn't Guess help what? next episode? No, 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 no. Um, this was the mid-season finale. Oh, they, fuck. Uh, they were off. That's so right. That aired, that aired November 30th of 2004. They we didn't get another episode of One Tree Hill until January 25th of 2005, two months later. We were left on cliffhanger for two finale vibes for sure. Strong mid season finale vibes, yeah. All right, One Tree Hill, 
Yep. I see you. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I honestly, I'm just happy Jake Jake's back. Me too. Jake Jake's here. Oh, and Jake looks really good. And he, he looks he, so he, good. He's there to rescue Peyton, which is what she needed. She needed somebody to rescue her. And none of her friends were doing it because they were all dealing with their own problems and being crappy people. But Jake Jake's here now and it's fine. Saying she needed someone to rescue her, not saying that she is not capable of no. rescuing herself from certain. She's just yeah. feeling very alone. She needs yeah. a Res- friend. Rescue right her now. is not the right term. Someone to be there for her. Yes. She needs And Jake is now there. Yes. yes. And it just makes me happy. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, Dan, Dan can go die in a fire. Please. Felix can jump in right there with him. Yeah. Fuckhead manipulative. Just say okay, Felix. Yep. Nope. Uh, eh. uh. Eh. Yeah. So what are what other thoughts do we have? I just Yeah. This show has so much drama. Like who knew? Who knew the show had so much drama? Just wait. Right? Literally, yeah. that's what I yeah. Jesse, just just wait, honey. Hi, this is the beginning. We are only in season two of nine. Yep. Uh, yep. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any other <laughs> thoughts we want to share, kids? No. Besides that there's so much drama. No. Uh, I have nothing else. All no. right. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. As always, don't forget to like rate us five stars subscribe to the podcast it helps us out so much with the lovely algorithms of the podcast world yeah, it, it turns out itunes does not accept ratings lower than five stars anymore so <laughs> if you know if you are going to take the time to rate just like five stars everything yep. else is going to be rejected by the system yep. so yep. just click exactly. five stars that's all we exactly. need exactly yeah 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 um yeah tell your friends about us because we're fun i think we're fun we're fun times. We're obsessed with ourselves, guys. We love it. We love we it. We love our. We love us. <laughs> we we love this podcast. It's fine. We want to keep doing it. So yeah, tell your friends. And as always, you know, you can like us on social media too. That's always fun. We're everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. At on Wednesdays Pod. Um. Yeah. Send us a DM. Shoot us a message. We love to hear from you guys. And. We will see you guys next week for another fun-filled episode of this drama-filled podcast. We will see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Bye.